Podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, and your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. A week that started out pretty crummy for me personally, just I feel like I might be doing I might be doing good. My fantasy team is in the championship game. And right now, as of now, depends also what happens tomorrow, too. Um, I might be, for the first time in ever doing fantasy football, I might be a champion. Um, and the Patriots won the AL or the AFC East again. We'll get into that late in the show in a little bit. And I reunited. It's Christmas break for the school district that I work for. Yeah. it's Or Christmas break. Christmas is coming pretty soon. Yeah. Christmas break. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's getting off school and stuff like that. So pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, just a good time just right now. <sighs> Although, yeah, I did get up at like, yeah, I get up around like uh, I had no... I was not able to go to sleep last night. It was awful. Really awful to go to sleep last night. I literally got literally an hour of sleep last night. And I was basically just out. Like I had to go in and work overtime today. And it was it was just awful. Yeah. I'm still kind of feeling now. So yeah. But yeah, also too, um um I had team reunion. For uh, Norm Cuny basketball uh, on uh, yesterday, which we'll also get into now on another segment. Some glory day segment. Yeah. First, what we get into first. You know what? Since uh, since uh, this has been kind of like uh, so far, this is kind of uh, uh, Let's talk about the Patriots. <sighs> let's talk about the Patriots. So, let's see. After losing to the Kansas City Chiefs at home, breaking their undefeated home streak, their first time since losing at home since twenty seven, since Week Four, twenty seventeen season, and the whole videotaping the Cincinnati Bengals stylized, which I still think that's pretty bullshit. But you know what? The rest of the NFL doesn't think so. You know, what? it's another attempt to try to take us down again. So anyway, so last week they played against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. It almost kind of looked like that Cincinnati was going to beat the New England Patriots. A one-win Cincinnati Bengals King. Just imagine losing to a one-win Cincinnati team. And heading into halftime, it was... 13 to 10 New England Patriots. They did the Bengals were win, winning after the first quarter 10 to 7. Yeah. So at one point we were losing to the Bengals. But thankfully for a couple of field goals, we were able to uh um at least ha- go into uh halftime with the uh, 
with a free point lead. And then in the third, in the uh, second half, we really turned the show on. Nikhil Harry caught a touchdown from uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Stephon Gilmore took a 64-yard interception return, or pick six. Um, and Rex Burkhead had a 33-yard uh, run from a that or rushing touchdown from Tom Brady, and that propelled the Patriots to at least clinch a postseason spot um, in the AFC. But then they still had to take care of business tonight or today against the Buffalo Bills in Foxborough. And at least it was going to look like to the beginning, it looked like that the Patriots were uh, going to have a job full on their hands, especially when um, uh, Josh Josh Allen threw pat or threw a touchdown pass to uh, John Brown. For 53 yards, it almost looked like, yeah, this is over. I think the Bills are going to take the AFC East and end an 11 consecutive uh, division run or division title run. But thank God, Nick Fold kept us in it, and then Tom or Tom Brady passed to Rex Burkhead for a one-yard touchdown pass and ha- and passed to Julian Elman for a two-point conversion. To take the lead, twenty-four to seventeen, and with good defense, as it's shown all year, held the Bills at fourth and goal, and basically guaranteed the Patriots a AFC or AFC East title for the eleventh straight MFing year in a row. Eleven straight years in a row. That is something. Yeah. Although we still could have to still play that wild card weekend, depending on how things kind of turn out. See how the Chiefs kind of yeah play against tomorrow this week. If they lose, then yeah, that kind of guarantees us a first round bye or something like that. Somebody losing, yeah. But right now, it's good that we are now for the eleventh straight year in a row still the Kings. Of the AFC East. Or the Patriots are so keen to the AFC East. Yeah. For the 11th straight year in a row. We own the AFC East. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, were the... Oh, the Bills that didn't win? But they were doing so good. It thought they were going to put up an actual uprising. Well, Tom Brady put that uprising down pretty quick, but Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, the rest of the New England Patriots, put that uprising down and put that to bed to the point where you now are going to have to just play for a wild card spot. (laughs) Sorry, tough luck. Better luck next year, Buffalo and Miami and New York. Oh, and New York, are they really still a team anymore? Oh, I don't think they are. (laughs) New York Jets. Really, seriously. New York Jets, what a joke. Yeah. All right. So, nothing else from uh, the whole uh, sideline video. Yeah. Yeah. At least not now, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, all right. Um, What else? What do you think we should do now? 
or I get a nerd in football news. All right, so um, people have been saying that now that uh, the new offensive coordinator should be uh, uh, quarterback coach uh, Tommy Reese. I kind of see it. I mean, although some people have been saying, well, you know what? He wasn't really a good quarterback when uh, he played for Notre Dame. He had like a ton of interceptions, especially his uh, final year at Notre Dame. Yeah, a ton of interceptions and stuff like that. But yeah, but aren't are really the greatest coaches? Were they really the best players? I don't think they were. Yeah, and we're not saying he was. He would be. He would more be an offensive coordinator, like basically kind of the offensive coach of the team. So basically, yeah, he'll be running the offense basically. Yeah, so he could be a really good fit for uh, Notre Dame. He's a te- he was a team player except when uh, he got in that off-field incident, which made it so he wasn't able to go to Ireland in uh, 2012. Yeah. He uh, punched a police officer. Apparently, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think he was drunk at a party. I think he, uh, he was trying to run away and stuff like that, and the police caught him, and then he kind of – yeah. So, it was still one off-field incident. I mean, still he's still a good team player – or team mate – and that's kind of what you kind of need with this offense, too. And basically with, yeah. Funny story about him, like the connection between me and him. Um, it was my uh, sophomore year for basketball. Um, we were about to play the State Farm Holiday Classic, which is basically like the uh, holiday tournament we have every – or uh, um, State of Illinois or like just the um, – Town of Normal, Bloomington Normal has every year. Like they have like neighboring schools, even like schools from like out of state too, come and uh, play in this tournament, this ho- State Farm Holiday Classic. And we're in it every year because yeah, we're we're a normal community basically. So yeah, um, so the JV, I was on JV at the time in 2008, which is when this encounter happened, and uh, JV didn't play any games. Their season was just like kind of like on. A little bit of a break before they come back for actual real uh competition again. So my JV coach at the time and the varsity coach said, Hey, since JV or the JV squad isn't playing any, or at least is taking a little bit of break, do you want to come on to our bench and basically hang out for the holiday tournament? And kind of see, kind of get you like experience with uh, the varsity team? Sure. And uh we end up winning like Two straight to the point where, like, we are like one game away from the championship game for the or the large school brat boys bracket. And the team we faced was uh Lake Forest. And guess who was one of their players on that team that actually uh got some minutes and who I actually got to uh shake hands after the game after we beat them? Yep, you guessed it the possible nerd new nerd name, awesome offensive corner, Tommy Reese. I liked him, I liked him. I mean, I also kind of had a connection, like, uh, or like, kind of, I got to shake hands with a nerd, future nerd name player. I didn't know at the time, but ooh, looking at back at it now, like, holy shit, holy poop. <laughs> I shook hands with a, with a new, well, now former nerd name player, but yeah, at the time, like, a current nerd name player, a current nerd name football player. Oh, that's shit. So, long story short, we ended up winning the tournament, and that was the first time we won it since like 1970 something. Yeah, so pretty neat. So pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, so that would be a fun memory. At least I know of Tommy Reese actually getting to know him. We I, we didn't actually, like, talk, but just, like, just shake hands and just kind of had, like, a 
Yeah. Right. So this week was National Signing Day. And uh, so basically all the commitments that we're having coming in are now going to uh, sign with Notre Dame. Uh, so I'll name them off. Uh, Chris Tr- Tyree of Chester, Virginia, running back. Um, Michael Mayer, tight end from uh, Alexandria, Kentucky. Jordan Batel- Batello, uh, defensive end from uh, Honolulu, Hawaii. So it's not really town. It's actually Hawaiian. All right. So um, Jordan Johnson from St. Louis, Missouri, wide receiver. Tosh Baker, offensive lineman from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Michael Carmody, Carmody, offensive lineman from uh, Mars, Pennsylvania. Xavier Watts, wide receiver from uh, Ohio or from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And another Wake Forest uh, person, defensive end Riley Mills uh, from Wake Forest, Illinois. So yeah, um, Drew Pine, quarterback from uh, New Can't New Can. New Canaan or New Canaan, New Canaan, Connecticut. All right, I can't remember. That's that's a boss. All right, yeah, all right. But he should be. He's probably going to probably be the back end for uh, um, Ian Book if he uh, decides not to come back. Um, Kevin ba- Kevin Bauman, tight end from uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. Aiden Kimana. Defensive end from uh, Denver, Colorado. And this is the one we got at, uh, this week, too, on uh, Wednesday. Raymond Henderson, cor- cornerback, as in cornerback, as in not quarterback, cornerback on defense from Bakers- Bakersfield, uh, can- Cal- can- from Bakersfield, California. Right, leap up right there. Um, Clarence Will- Lewis, cornerback from uh, Middleton- Middletown, New Jersey. Caleb Alford, Alford, uh, cornerback from uh, a lot of cornerbacks, uh, from New- South Haven, Mississippi. Layden Bartleson, Bartleson, cornerback from uh, Danville, Kentucky. Jay Burnell, Jay Burnell, wide receiver from uh, Paxton, Massachusetts. Mm. We got German uh, Alexander Erdens, Erdens Eisenberger. Defensive end from Dusseldorf, Germany. Yeah, yeah. And uh, out, and finally, a uh, long, long snapper, Alex uh, Preish or Preish from Washington D.C. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out these names as uh, they get accolade into Notre Dame football. So yeah, we'll figure it out. Well, yeah, uh, kid from Germany. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf, yeah. All right. So 18 total of the 20. Like these are guys who are coming for the 2020 football season. Awesome. Or at least 2020 commit. So yeah, these are national signs. Not all of them are gonna. Uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm kind of pushing. All right, so I think that about does it for Notre Dame. Stuff just waiting and counting the days till. Uh, the Camping Rule Bowl against Iowa State, which is like a week from today at 11 a.m. in the morning. All right. 
what else? What's hmm. well, let's talk about the Bruins now. I mean, I just watched them right now, and uh, they uh, yeah, let's get it over with. Um, so after we last talked, and after we talked about how the Bruins finally ended their skid, they decided to start another skid. And that's get started on on a Tuesday when they played the um, Sacram or the L.A. Kings in in a, at the TD Garden and lost to them for the free in overtime. Ugh. All right, goals from Dan Heinen in the first quarter, Patrice Bergeron, and. Brandon Carlo were not enough to uh hold off the hold off the can't talk hold off the sack or the LA Kings who had who came back after being down like two three to two late in the third quarter and forced overtime where they ended up winning. So yeah. Back to the losing skid. At least this was an overtime loss. Yeah, but still a loss is a loss. All right. Then they uh, played the New York Islanders at home uh, and then lost to them in a shootout, another overtime loss, and our shoot, shootout woes continue. Um, Andres Borg had a goal in the, fir- in the first period, and uh, Tori Crude had a goal in the third period, and then nothing was happening, and then, yeah, they basically had uh, – Posnark had one goal in shootout, and that was not about it, yeah. Islanders came out with a dub. Yuck. Yeah, so uh, now a two-game losing streak in overtime, yeah. And then tonight they played the Nashville Predators and then lost them in overtime 4-3. to three. Goals by uh, Patrice Bergeron, or two of them by Patrice Bergeron, were not enough to uh, – was it two? Oh, here we are. Um, a goal by Paul Lindholm and two goals by Patrice Bergeron were not enough to hold off to uh hold on or hold off the Predators. They did. Bergeron did have one goal to uh tie up in the winding minutes of the third period to force overtime, but um, Ellis of uh the Predators had the goal in the overtime, and that basically just ended it right there. And they're kind of skidding a little bit. Yeah, like the shootouts, like they're really starting to struggle in the shootouts now. A team where like everything was now starting to go right for the Bruins now, it's now, now it's really starting to go right. At least they're still as of now. As of now, they are still in first place in the Atlantic Division, but I could see that like starting to fall apart now. Yeah. Well, it also depends if, like, the Toronto Maple Leafs kind of, like, start making some noise, too, which... Yeah. yeah, they're now second in the Eastern Conference right now, which is not bad. I mean, a second seed in the Eastern Conference isn't really that bad, so... Yeah. Um, And overall, they're the second-best team in the NHL behind the best team in hockey right now, the Washington Capitals. Not so, not really good 
but it could also be a lot worse right now. We could basically be just the worst team in hockey right now and just, yeah. Brighter news, David Posnock got named uh, captain of the Atlantic Division team for the All-Star game. Nice. Well-deserved and should be deserved, too. I mean, if he's leading the league in goals, which is like 28 last time I checked, but I could be wrong, 28 goals right now leading the NHL. Yes, he's leading the goals uh, behind or in front of Jay, Jack Eichel and uh, Alexander, Alexander Ovechkin with uh, 28 goals right now. in uh, And he's leading right now in uh, power play goals by Bertie behind uh, James Neal and uh, Victor Olofsson. So, yeah. Olofsson. Olofsson. Yeah. So, right now, if, he, if you're not naming him captain, at least the Atlantic division – Team, then what the hell are you doing? Really, what the hell are you doing? You're basically are watching probably the best player right now. He should basically win. Um, he should basically kind of like win, be winning like basically the MVP of the the NHL. Yeah, he should be winning the Hart Trophy by now. He should be a leading candidate by now. If he's not a leading candidate by now, he, what the hell are we doing? What the hell are we doing? So, yeah. yeah. Hart Trophy. Yeah, that's basically their MVP, yeah. Sorry, we're not really in. We're not really as a uh, hockey oriented. I'm more like, I want to learn more about hockey, but I'm just a little ignorant still a little bit, so... All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to finish off. We're going to do a, a Celtics news and Red Sox news, too, so don't go anywhere. See you. Bye. All right, we're back. So, um, all right, so what should we start? I think more, let's go to the Celtics news, just maybe because of what's been going on so far since the season, and really the Red Sox haven't really been doing much. But there's more just lame news. All right, so the Celtics played two games this week. They do play one a game tomorrow before heading to Toronto to uh, play a Christmas uh, morning matchup with the defending NBA champion Toronto Raptors against the Charlotte Hornets. So they played the Mavericks on Wednesday, and the final score of that game was, thankfully, I am thankful to say, they ended their two-game losing streak and won the game, but a, in a very close one with basically the best offense in the NBA right now, the, the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas, 109-103. to So very good. Way to get the job done. And then they came back on Friday night and uh, played the uh, Detroit Pistons and won that game 114-100 to or 114-93. A night where Romeo Langford, our top uh, or a top or first round draft pick, got his first career points as a Celtics, and Taco Fall got into the game and got a ballistic crowd reaction from the crowd as like they roared applause for him and basically basically put on a show too, in a, off the bench. 
Bad news, though, um, it seems that Robert Williams is now heading. He's going to be out for a while, too. Three weeks with the... <laughs> he is going to be... All right. Robert Williams, the third, is going to be out. Oh, show me news. No, this is... All right, this is not what this is not what I wanted. All right, um, okay, all right. Don't worry, we'll we'll figure this out. No, stop, stop. Jeez, that's not what I wanted. All right, Robert Williams is out with a uh, left hip bone, and. Endema, endema, endema. Is that the thing they stick up your butt? Okay, okay, I'm, I'm confused with that. You know, let's, let's move on, move on. Um, Vincent Portier is going to be out for six weeks with a right pinky fracture, and uh, Marcus Mars is still out with a left eye. Like, I feel like if the Celtics are going to still like. Still a little bit like be a little bit in contention too. They kind of need Marcus Smart too being out there too. I feel like he is kind of like the unsung backbone of the team. And having Gordon Hayward too, like out too, or at least questionable is kind of not good too. But at least they're still winning. At least they're still winning so far. Yeah. So injuries and stuff like that. Um so finally, and then we'll go on the fancy sports stuff. Um, Red Sox news, they didn't really do much. Just possible trade talks, trading Mookie and uh, possibly uh, David Price to the St. Louis Cardinals, maybe. Yeah. JBJ, too, maybe the Texas. Although they did claim somebody off the waivers today or uh, Friday. A guy by the name of, a relief pitcher by the name of Chris Mazza. Chris Mazza. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. I feel like our ownership doesn't really give a crap about winning anymore. I really don't think they do. I feel like they give more. They really care more about putting more money and time into the Liverpool football team. Football? You mean soccer? You know what real football is? What I just watched tonight. With my grant, with my nephew, and between the Patriots and the Bills, that's actual real football. That's not real football. That's soccer. No one gives a crap about that. That's the one sport that I will never ever try to even follow because I don't give a crap yeah. and stuff like that. It is kind of cool that they have ownership in a team in the United States too, a baseball team, and then have its ownership in a team internationally. It's kind of cool, but still. Your American owners care more about your priorities should be more about baseball because right now this kind of stinks. I should not be here talking about how we got a no-name relief pitcher by the name of Chris Mazza, where the Yankees are now spending money on getting Garrett Cole and basically all sorts of other stuff. And I'm sitting here wondering, twiddling my thumbs, wondering when the next Red Sox news or something like that, or trade accusation or whatever. That possibly is never going to happen. Show up on my phone. 
because my ownership and uh, GM or like our chief baseball operator doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. Sorry to say that about high and blue, but I mean, seriously, you really got to do something. Yeah. Maybe they don't. I don't know. It's just. Ooh, the trades you really. The moves you really don't make are best of the moves that are just the best moves or something like that. So those are the. The moves you don't make are the best moves you make. Okay, someone must be high. All right. Um, uh, all right, let's. All right, let's end this. All right, so, um, let's go to, uh, Fantasy Sports. So, the Royal Rooters baseball team is not uh, playing anymore until next baseball season and uh, college or the Fox and Heather college football team is kind of done. So, their season's done. But for the Kakasko Squadron NFL team, I am in the championship game and currently right now, as of now, Less things change as there's still pred- the Yahoo uh, prediction is still predicting uh Capron's team to beat me. But right now I'm leading 32.04 to 11 to 11.100 to uh against Capron's team. And how did I get to that point? Well, last week I beat the best team in my league right now, or was the best team in my league, the Nesta's team. 128.76 to 102.24. Shock in the world. Upset alert. Yep. And it looks like if I hold on now and everything goes right Sunday and Monday, I'm the champion of my league. For someone who has never, ever played fantasy football ever in his life and is now just two days away, at least one week away from being crowned league champion. Legit. Although a lot could happen now, it's, yeah. This person's got some players on their team. A little scary. Matt Ryan. McCaffrey. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, I still have faith in my team. This person has some people out. But still, yeah. I still have faith. I still have faith that we're going to get the job done. Or I'm going to get the job done. Alright. Alright, so let's go to the Average Joe's NBA fantasy team. So right now, I am in 11th place in my league. So one, the second worst team in my league. Yuck. I'm a gold league person. Oh, no. I wonder how that happened. All right, so last week I lost to Autobahn five to four, and then right now, currently this week, I'm losing to Big Brilliant Big's Brilliant Team five to three, as of now. So not very good. Nope, no siree. Nope, 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 nope. So yeah. Not very good, yeah. A lot. I have some people out. Let's see, I have Gordon Hayward is kind of out or questionable. Um, well, Trey or uh Trey Young was a uh, um questionable, but uh he's now off that now, and Jamichael Green is injured. So yeah. 
Got some people out. Now let's move on to the Channel 4 news team, and then we'll uh, start a new segment uh, and wrap it up like, like that. Right now, the Channel 4 news team, hockey team, last week, I lost the Warriors 4-3. to So that kind of knocked me down. I'm in third place in my league right now. So still pretty good. One of the top three teams in my league. Top four teams. So the playoffs were to begin today. I would be in it. And I'm losing right now to slap shot, which is basically the second. Actually, no, the fifth, team, fifth best team in our league. Five to four right now. So yeah, not good. How many games do I have left? Six more games. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty good so far. Yeah. All right. I think that'll about do it with the uh, NHL stuff or uh fantasy sports stuff. Hopefully we hopefully the Cacasio squadron can bring home the gold uh these next two days. Hopefully they can. So good. Honestly good. Way to get it done. I hope that will be a sugar coating on this whole weekend. A week that just started out like really crappy at work. Had the uh, had the cover someone. Had to cover both my area and somebody else's area too. A little worried about possibly having to switch a day off that I have planned for Friday night, which we'll get into in the next segment too. Why I took Friday off too, and uh, ha- wasn't able to sleep at all last night. Only got like literally was able to go to sleep at like four o'clock and then at kind of like partially go to sleep at like four o'clock and then basically just uh get up around like four forty nine to go to work to do overtime at around like six thirty in the morning and then get out of there around like eleven and a half hours later. So yeah. So that would be good. Seeing the Patriots win Another AFC or AFC East title for the 11th straight year in a row. That would be icing on the cake to see my fantasy football team. A team that I really, at the beginning with, like, didn't really thought would go anywhere. And now they're, like, basically a week away from just achieving the ultimate goal. If all things go well. And right now, all things are going well so far. Yeah. All right, so we'll quick take a quick break and then when we come back we're going to talk about uh the two um high school basketball uh 2009 2010 uh team reunion and then just kind of wrap it up with the holidays stuff like that so don't go anywhere see it all right so um we're back and to wrap things up we're going to talk about why uh friday was basically just a motivator just to Bowl through this entire week of just hectic, just hectic mayhem at my work. So Friday, um, as some of you may know, I graduated from a Norm Community in the class of 2011. But one, I was there at Norm Community from the fall of 2007 to the spring of 2011. Um, I was a cross-country runner. Funny to know, funny to believe that now. Looking at me now, saying I'm a fat bastard, basically. Um, managed the basketball team, boys basketball team, and uh, managed the boys baseball team. 
for four years in a row, basically as a freshman all the way up to a senior. So, anyway, getting to um our bat our uh, all modern team or um, um the ten year anniversary of the two thousand nine and two thousand ten season, which made it to the section sectional uh sectional final game for Class A four A in our uh, sectional. Which, if you're not familiar with the uh, high school basketball playoffs in uh, Illinois, um, basically, here's the thing. Here's the thing you need to know. Everybody gets in. Basically, even if you have an 0 and 28 record, you're still going get. You're still getting in. And theoretically, Cook still won state, although the teams are 0 and 8, 28 are basically the first ones to go. Basically, uh, so anyway, um, so anyway, everybody gets in. There are four classes. 1A is the lowest, then 2A is the second or the second lowest. Then uh, 3A is one of the higher schools, but still probably one of the lowest ones. And then Class 4A is the highest, like the bigger schools. And we were the 4A, we were a 4A school because our, yeah, our like class, my graduating class was just huge. And based on the population at our school, uh, is huge. And I think it's grown like 1,800 kids in our group. I, well, I don't think it was graduating class. Just student body in general was 1,800 kids. Legit, yeah. That was pretty big. Like 1,800 kids going to our school. Legit. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so the class, uh, so the 2009-2010 squad uh, basically made it to the sectional fi- or sectional final, which if they would have won, they would have gone to the super section, which would have uh, decided if they would have gone to uh, the state tournaments. And uh, unfortunately, they lost in the sectional final to O'Fallon, who would go on to get uh, second place or runner-up at a state in a 2010. But the reason why that team was so significant and why we had a 10-year anniversary uh, or we're celebrating 10 years later is because that was motivation for the fire, at least for the junior class. My class at the time, our junior class, or would become the seniors the next season and kind of motivating them to have a better season in 2010, 2011, which ended up being one of the best years. Everybody was counting us out. No way thought we would win our conference, but we went undefeated in our conference, ten or like 11 and 0 and stuff like that. I would have to look up the record, but we went undefeated, won the conference, the first one since first time winning a conference title since 1982. And we were even part of the uh, conference we're in now. We were in some different conference at the time. Won the regional for the fourth straight year in a row. Won sectionals for the first time since 1976. Heck, 1976, my dad my dad was a freshman in college at the time. He still had an afro. I think that's what he was telling me. He had an afro growing up. Yeah, I'm saying. Well, anyway, so he has really funky 80 or 70s hair at the time. So, um, basically, since then, Carlton Fisk was still playing for the Red Sox at the time. Carlton Punch Fisk. And um, so anyway, back to uh, we made to the super sectional beat, uh, Crete Monee in the super sectional, which is basically one game, and then. Advance our pushed our ticket to state, which was or still is the final four, basically. So if uh, you make it to state, you're automatically in the final four, basically. Get into the final four and then basically uh, uh, get fourth place, unfortunately. 
we should have I'm looking back at it now, I'm saying like maybe we probably wouldn't have won it, maybe because of who we were facing. Like Chicago Simeon, they had basically kids who were basically were gonna go into the NBA basically. And we if we would have made it the championship game and faced them, we would have got butt whooped. Yeah. But it was still a fun year overall. And that's why 2009, 2010 was uh, such a great year because that motivated us juniors and the sophomores, the two sophomores who were on the team at the time, uh, to uh, basically say, hey, we're going to have a different season than we had than we had this year, a much better season. And it's going to be a different result, just motivation for the fire. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, so I took uh, Friday off, was able to go to the game. They were playing uh, Peoria – Central or Peoria High, yeah. Um, for a conference or uh, just a conference uh, game. Um, they have pregame ceremony. Only uh, six of us showed up, including me. Um, so three seniors of that class, and I'll give names. Uh, Kyle Durkis, Nathan Haynes, and Kevin Bischoff are uh, basically the senior leaders of that team and basically the starters. Um, and then uh, two or two of uh, two of the juniors, well, three including me, um, Brent Turner, BT, uh, Anthony Goodar, AG, and me, the manager, and the coaches too. That are still there. They're still there. Yeah, our coaches are still there after twenty something years. They're still there. We're still here. We're still here. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> What's that video? Where's that video? I need to use that. You would think, yeah. So anyway, we had a ceremony. They had like a big ceremony. They introduced us. We all clapped and stuff like that. Watched the game. Normal community ended up pulling out in the last second, 49, the 48 slugfest with Peoria Central. And uh, we had like kind of like a get-together party afterwards in the senior cafeteria. And uh, basically like uh, senior cafeteria, I remember eating there as a senior. Good times, good times, glory days, glory days. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, glory days, yeah. So anyway, um, our coach had uh the f- current players uh talk with us uh former players or former players or part of that squad and give us like experience of what uh playing basketball and like what do you take from like yeah stuff like lessons learned and stuff like that. So it was pretty neat. It was good to see those guys, guys I haven't seen in literally a decade, in literally a decade, years even. And I'm kind of glad to see some of those guys, at least uh, BT and uh, AG, um, next year for the 2011 10-year anniversary. If they show up. Anthony Bean, um, it will go to seeing him again, but knowing that he's playing overseas in Belgium, I don't think he would he would be able to make it. Yeah, so no hard feelings. Just, like, still love you. Just, yeah, I see you. Got to make that money. Got to keep following that dream and making that money. Even though you are playing overseas and not playing in the NBA. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. A little backstab or a little jab there. So, yeah. Sorry, AB. Yeah. Still love you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, I mean, basically, the overseas, they're basically like the NBA, basically. It's just like these players are really good, they have talent. It's just. The NBA draft has 60 picks, and not everybody gets picked. Only 60 players get picked. So the 60 play, the other, the 
not 60 players that don't get picked. Let's find another way to try to keep their dream alive. And they are good. I mean, there have been jokes saying, like, I heard one joke saying, oh, my beer league team could beat these guys. Huh. Really? You really feel like you're actually, yeah, I mean, yes, it's not the NBA, but still, you're basically basically going up against guys like actual real professional professionals who will basically murder you. I heard the refs are basically over there are kind of like just basically, uh, yeah, like NBA refs who will basically just call every uh, foul, like just really just like, or just really like just uh, foul on everything. Foreign refs don't do that. You know what the... If they uh, do a really bad – a foul that would be foul there, foul here, if it's a foul there, you know what they do? They look at you like, you think I'm going to do something about it? <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is players who go play overseas are not bad players, and they just don't get picked in the NBA draft. It's a 60-pick draft, and – it's not saying that they're bad. It's just they don't – everybody not, doesn't get picked in the NBA draft. Everybody who is in that whole, like, draft list that are, like, eligible for the draft don't always get picked. And they have to find another way. And it's also a way to help them get back into the NBA. Like, because NBA scouts will go to these games and kind of, like, look at them or watch them on a film, game film and stuff like that and see, hey, let's get this guy a shot. Let's get this guy a contract. Or give him, like, a tryout and then give him a contract. He's got talent. Let's give him. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how we got Vincent Poitier, the Celtics. He was basically a foreign player, and we gave him a shot playing ball foreign overseas, except he's a Frenchman, though. Yeah. A Frenchman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right, let's wrap this show up. So, um, as you all know, Wednesday is – or Tuesday is Christmas Eve, and then Wednesday is Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. So very holiday season. It's good just to be here. I got a tree up in my house. Just, yeah. Kind of like just seeing the kids, especially my little nephew. It'll be cool now to see what his reaction now, because the first year, last year, he was like a three month old baby. He had no idea what the hell was going on. Basically, he had no idea what Chris was about. I kind of like to see it now with him being a 15 month old uh, toddler, seeing what his reaction will be on Christmas morning and opening all those presents. Oh, it'll be hilarious. It'll be so cute. Yeah. So, just this fact that, too, yeah. Listen to old class strikes. Uh, um,. Bing Crosby, watching old films like uh, Christmas Vacation, the Ultimate Dude movie. Um, watching uh, Home Alone movies. Those are the best, too. Um, watching the Tiffany movies, A Christmas Story, The Christmas Carol, which, if you know my dad, we have exactly every single copy or version of The Christmas Carol, even the Mickey Mouse version and the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes, my dad is weird. Yes. Well, your dad's weird too. Yeah. yeah. I still love him. Yeah. He's weird, but I love him. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, uh, yes. Bashing. Yeah, you're bashing teammates. Now you're bashing your dad. <laughs> wow. All right. I wasn't bashing my teammates. Jeez. 
Certainly, yeah, we're getting off topic. All right, so um, yeah, basically just being here just for the holidays and just stuff like that. Um, don't really have to go into work except until December the twenty sixth. We have to return to work, basically. But still, I mean, days off. I mean, I'm kind. You know what I'm gonna do on a Monday, Tuesday, and eh, maybe not Wednesday because we're gonna be doing stuff. Um, but possibly Monday. I'm going to be been watching Band of Brothers and yeah, my favorite World War II miniseries. Well, I do laundry too at the same time. Yeah, the greatest World War II miniseries of all time, which I got a movie poster of in my living room of or the premiere poster of them uh, series, which Molly did say in a text that I actually uh, – or. I told her, asked her a text, hey, can I have this picture and put it in my house? She said, oh, yes, sure, sure, sure. But when we had the housewarming party, she saw on the wall, what is that doing on the wall? Who said you would have it? <laughs> you did. We had text. We had text conversation over this. No, I didn't. You stole it. You let him steal it. <laughs> you said we could. You said I could. Okay, whatever. I find you. I mean, I probably could get it on Amazon for like sixty something dollars, but still, I mean, make me sound like I'm a liar, basically. I actually have proof of a text message we had with Molly saying that, like, yeah, like, can I have this picture? I said, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, well, I do want it back though, but uh, for now, you can have it and put it up in your house. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm basically gonna do. My cup days off. Watch my favorite World War II miniseries, Binge Watch, which is basically just 10 episodes, yeah. But still a really good series. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. So thank you so much for uh, listening, guys. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes, and give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the shows on uh, my Twitter pages, which we'll mention in the details of this episode. Uh, follow the show on Instagram at Royal Rooters 1992. Royal Rooters is bunched together in all lowercase. Um, uh, let's see. So follow the show on Spotify, Apple. I- hey, stop. No, no. Hey. Who said you can start? Stop. Hey, you're messing up. Jeez. Oh, All right, sorry about that, everyone. We, yeah. All right, so anyway, sorry about that. So anyway, follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from. It doesn't matter to us. Um, so long as we're getting viewers. So I feel like that'll about do it. So everyone, we don't meet back until possibly the 28th of December or the 28th of December. So after Christmas. So to all of you, all my friends, either Gentile, Christian, Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, um, Muslim, just anybody who's listening, basically. Happy holidays. And to my Christian friends, Merry Christmas. So I feel like that about do it. See, uh, maybe tomorrow I might do a 
preview show of the college football playoffs. We still haven't got that done yet, so apologies on that. But see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, maybe. So take us home, Bing Crosby. Lady Triumphantes, Venite, Venite, in Bethlehem. Natum Videte, Regem Angelorum, Venite Adore. Venite adoremus, venite adoremus, Dominus. O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye Please go home. How many times do we have to tell you this?
Thomas William O'Shea, where's your holiday spirit? Throw it out.